Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. For me, I have a look at the halves around the NRL, and I've been thinking this, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I think right now we have a serious problem in rugby league. We we are lacking quality halfbacks right now, and I think it's showing in, you know, the amount of chaos that's going on right now with all these guys moving clubs and whatnot. I mean, you have a look at this premiership race right now, and you have a look at how many teams have halfbacks that have actually won a premiership. Now, I understand it's a unique time off the back of Cooper Cronk retiring. He, of course, won three in a row. Uh, You had Thurston retire. He won one back then as well. So, you know, there are a couple of guys that have won premierships that have recently retired, but it still leaves a massive hole as far as guys that have actually achieved what they're meant to achieve as a first-grade halfback. If you go through them, Adam Reynolds, Jerome Hughes, Chad Townsend, DCE, you've got Mitchell Pearce won a premiership. I'm going to add in Luke Keary. I know that he played 5-8 in those games, but yeah, I think he's proven and shown enough that he is a premiership winning halfback for me. Um, you've got Benji Marshall. I mean, if you want to count Benji, I don't really, to be honest with you. He was, you know, that was his premiership was 15-odd years ago. I'm not sure if he's in that top-tier halfback, but we'll, we'll come back to Benji soon. But if you have a look at that list, I mean, the guy at the top of it is Adam Reynolds. Now, he, for me, is the best halfback in our comedy. He's the most complete halfback. He's the one that has owned the big stages. And I'll talk, I'll talk about Nathan Cleary and a few other guys in a minute, but those guys haven't owned the big stages yet. Adam Reynolds has. Yeah, Adam Reynolds has won a premiership. He's been to numerous final series. He's consistently always been fantastic, Adam Reynolds. Then I've got Jerome Hughes. Now, this guy, he won a premiership last year. Dare I say, if you take Jerome Hughes out of this system and put him in other systems, is he a premiership winning seven? I doubt it, personally. I think of this list, he's probably the furthest thing from a traditional halfback. And yes, the game is changing. I understand that. But as far as halves go, as far as ball playing, game management, Hughes is good, but I wouldn't put him anywhere near Adam Reynolds. Yeah, he might have been more successful than Adam Reynolds. He might have won a premiership more recently. But as far as being a halfback goes, I'd say, like, if you look at Adam Reynolds and Jerome Hughes, you compare these two and you see which one is closer to all the previous champion halfbacks, it's Adam Reynolds and it ain't close. The next man on my list, Chad Townsend. 
Now, this is a guy that's just signed with the North Queensland Cowboys, and everyone's scratching their head. I mean, as I said, there's like five or six dudes that have actually shown, hey, I can win a premiership. Yeah, this guy's one of them, and we're scratching our heads over why a, cl- a team has signed him, why they've gone after him. The uh, the Cronulla Sharks, they don't seem too fussed to let this guy go. I mean, there's not many of these guys around that have performed on the biggest stages. Chad Townsend is one of them. That probably indicates to me that Cronulla think they've got a really good shot at Adam Reynolds, or they've already got Adam Reynolds sewn up, which is more than likely in my eyes. The other guy is Dally Cherry, Cherry Evans. Now, this is a halfback that for the first four weeks, he was looking terrible. Tom Trevojevic walks back into the side, and all of a sudden, he looks like an international halfback once again, the halfback that we know DCE can be, the halfback that he was in origin last year. But this is a guy as well. I mean, he won the Clive Churchill in 2013. That was eight years ago. He won the Premiership in 2011 in his first season. That was 10 years ago now. Mitchell Pearce. Last Premiership Mitchell Pearce on was 2013. I mean, that's now eight years ago as well, beating Daly Cherry Evans in that game he got the Clive Churchill in. I've got Luke Keery on my list, potentially a little bit of cheating there. He was 5'8 in the 18 and 19 grand final with uh, Cooper Cronk next to him, of course. In my opinion, one of, if not the greatest halfback we've ever seen. Um, so, you know, but, but I'm going to push Keery into there because I believe he has got that that capabilities. But even saying Luke Keery is a premiership winning halfback, it's got to be asterisks next to it. A lot of people will point out Benji Marshall. Uh, now, Benji Marshall won a competition back in 2005. He was the 5'8", and it wasn't his team. It was 100% Scott Prince's team. And I'm going to touch on Benji a little bit more over the next two days when we talk about him and the immortal argument. But you look around at those halves. I mean, outside of Adam Reynolds, all these guys, they have a bit of an asterisk next to them. With all due respect to Adam Reynolds, the last premiership he won, it was six years ago, seven years ago now. Seven years ago for Adam Reynolds. Jerome Hughes, as I mentioned, a guy that in a different system, I don't think he's the same sort of halfback. Now, Chad Townsend. There's something that Townsend and Mitchell Pearce have in common. Uh, yes, they're both premiership-winning halfbacks. Townsend won in 2016. Pearce won in 2013. Do you, do you remember what these two both have in common? It was the bloke standing next to them, James Maloney. Yes, he was a 5'8", but Jesus Christ, he's the closest thing to a halfback wearing the six you could ever imagine. And I, I often wonder if without James Maloney in both those sides, do either of them win a premiership? I, I don't think they do personally. So I think the key to that as well was James Maloney. And it's no shock, you know, the the, the next big guy that looks like he's going to be the best seven in our game if he's not already at the moment is, uh, is, is Nathan Cleary. And fuck, look who he served, served his apprenticeship with, James Maloney. There are a lot of question marks around a lot of these guys. You know, Daly Sherry Evans. Been, it's been 10 years since he won his premiership. It's been a long time. For me, this is a little bit scary, and I'm sure that a lot of people listening, if you have anything to do with junior rugby league or whatnot, you'll probably, I hope you tend to agree, because I hope you're seeing what I'm seeing, but I, I can only talk about in Sydney. Maybe it's different in Queensland. I don't know, but in Sydney at the moment, you're definitely, you're watching your halves come through the junior ranks, and, you know, I was, I was talking to Scott Hill about this the other day, just... None of them understand the art of ball playing. None of them understand playing what's in front of you. None of them understand counting numbers. You get your rare one that does, and the harsh reality is you get these these small halfbacks with all this skill, all this vision, and by the time they get to 14, 15, I'm sorry, the kids around them are just too big. If they don't have a huge growth spurt, the kids around them are just too big. And, I mean, playing Oztag, playing touch footy, it is all too tempting for these guys now. Oh, I think we are kidding ourselves if we think we don't have a serious halves problem as far as rugby league goes right now. I mean, those are the premiership winning guys, yeah? And 
at the top tier, I guess you would have Adam Reynolds. I'd probably put Luke Keary up there. Luke Keary's not playing at the moment. I mean, um, DCE, I'd probably put him in the top tier, but seemingly he needs to have Tom Travojevic and a couple of guys around him. He's not he's not that Andrew Johns sort of style footballer where he can pull his team out, out of the fire when he doesn't have stars around him. Uh, Benji Marshall, he's jumped in and played in the halves the last few weeks. I'm sure that if Reynolds was to go down, Benji could jump in and he would do a really good job. I I personally think Benji, he's probably in the top four or five halfback. He's probably in that top shelf of guys that you know when big moments come, you can rely on him. You know Benji has been proven. He's played in a grand final. He's delivered on grand final day. He's played numerous big test matches. He's won a World Cup. He has delivered in big moments. A lot of these guys, they haven't. I mean, Nathan Cleary we talk about. I have no doubt Cleary's going to be a champion. But right now, you're looking at Nathan Cleary who, I'm sorry, he hasn't delivered on the biggest stages. Yeah, he hasn't stood up in origin. He stood up in origin when his forward pack absolutely dominated Queensland. But outside of that, he hasn't. He had a chance to win the grand final last year, and I'm not holding that against him because he is young, but it's the reality of where we are with halves. Mitch Moses, another guy. We haven't seen him own a single game in finals footy when he's not playing the Brisbane Broncos, who are on the verge of a club just in absolute freefall. Ben Hunt, he's probably in that topish tier as well, but outside of 2015, or since 2015, we really haven't seen Ben Hunt as a halfback really grab really close games, really, you know, big matches. He hasn't played much finals footy. I then look at George Williams. This is a guy that I would have at the top of my list. I know he's unproven in the NRL at the moment, but he's a guy that I I feel like I would trust in big moments. I feel like watching him last year, he saved his best games for the Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, these sort of teams. George Williams, he's a guy that I would probably trust. The others, you know, I'm still very hesitant. I still need to see it. And the reality is we still need to see it from George Williams too. We know he's able to own the big stages when playing in England, but playing in the NRL, kettle of fish. Now, he hasn't been able to do that at this point either, but once again, George Williams, he's come from England. He's not a local produced talent. And then you sort of go down to that next tier of footballers. Uh, you know, your Jamal Fogarty's, your Nick Arima's, your Brooks. Um, Blake Green's probably at the very top of this list, list, if not in the next tier. Blake Green is definitely a guy that you would trust, but... Here we are, we're going through, you know, 10 or 12 halfbacks I just named. That that last list, you know, Fogarty, Nicarima, Brooks, Green. Dude, you could do much worse than to have these guys. But when you're entering the final series, are you confident having one of those four as your halfback? I don't know. I'm not convinced. Are you confident having Mitch Moses as your starting halfback when you enter the final series? I'm also not convinced. Nathan Cleary. Like, wow, I mean, here I am watching him play club footy thing, and this kid is the best seven we've seen since Joey, since Thurston, since some of these greats. He is unbelievable, but yet to see him own the big stages. And I understand he's young. I get that. I understand that completely, and it's going to take time. But this is just the state of where we're at with halfbacks. I mean, we're all talking about Adam Reynolds, how great he is, but but Cleary's better. I'm sorry, Cleary hasn't delivered on those big stages. Cleary hasn't shown me that he can overcome obstacles on the biggest stages in rugby league. The thing that worried me about Cleary last year, and you can talk about the grand final, I actually don't think he played all that poorly, all things considered. It was Origin that worried me. There was the game where we had it at the back end of the game. Cody Walker went down. There was about three minutes on the clock. We needed points. And while Cody Walker was down on the ground, Nathan Cleary, he had he had like five minutes to get his team ready, tell them what he needed, where he needed to get on the field, the plays they were going to set up. They came out of that break and... It was just total disarray. Nathan Cleary did not look like he was in control in that big moment at all. Again, he's young. He will get better. I understand that. No doubt about it. 
But it's a real sign of the halves in rugby league. If, if I was playing on grand final day and I had to pick one of these halves to be my halfback, the guy I'd be most confident with to win the premiership, it would be Adam Reynolds, number one. Without a doubt, I would go for Reynolds. Number two, wow. I mean, if I'm not the Melbourne Storm, I don't think it's going to be Hughes. If I'm in a different system to the Melbourne Storm, if I'm not Craig Bellamy, I don't think it's Jerome Hughes. And with all due respect to Jerome Hughes, I've got a lot of respect for him, as I've said, but I don't think it would be Hughesy. Would it be DCE? I mean, it sort of depends on what happening, what, what how the game's going, who is in his team, who's out of it. If there's no Tom Travojevic on the field, I'm not sure if I take DCE based off what I've seen the last few weeks and the last few years when Tom Travojevic has been out. DCE, he's not the footballer that when Tom Turbo is on the field. I'm, and I, I hope no one gets offended by that. I think that's just the writings on the wall there. Luke Keary, he's probably the next guy I would take. Keary hasn't won anything as a halfback. Yeah, he's always been a 5'8". He's always been second fiddle. He's always been owning short sides. I feel like Luke Keary has the capabilities to overcome obstacles that are thrown to him if he was the starting seven in a team. But, I mean, we don't know yet. <laughs> we haven't seen it. Ben Marshall, he'd be right up there for me. We've spoken about Ben. He's a guy that I believe could come into a system. He could do really well. He could be a steady halfback with a bit of X factor that we saw on the weekend. But once again, we're seeing, you know, 30, what is he, 34-year-old Benji Marshall come in here and there, play a couple of minutes here and there. You know, I, I wonder what Benji Marshall would be like another 26-week season, a 30-week season if you're making it to the grand final, that grind of week to week. I think at the moment he's been utilised fantastic. fantastically at South Sydney, and um, as he should be, yeah. They, they've got halves that they can go with, and Benji can chime in here and there. He's been brilliant. For me, it is a serious worry where we are in rugby league right now as far as halves go. We've got a number of guys still over there in England. I mean, Jackson Hastings is returning next year. We've got... Um, Guys like Jacob Miller still over there. Jacob Miller was a guy that when he was coming through, he looked unreal. He was incredible as a young bloke, and he never really kicked on here. And it's it makes me wonder more and more, is there something wrong with our development of halves that is going on right now? You know, we've got a heap of young guys in our system at the moment, you know, headed by Sam Walker. He, he's in a good system at the Roosters. He's going to have a guy like Luke Keary to learn off. I have no doubt he's going to be successful. Um, you've got guys that are coming through in other systems. I mean, Tommy Dearden. I, like, oh, I think the longer he spends in Brisbane, the more damaging it is. And we're, we're going to see this afternoon. Apparently, he has been dropped because he assigned with the North Queensland Cowboys. But Tommy Dearden, let's say he arrives at the Cowboys next year. It's going to be him and Chad. I mean, they're very similar footballers to me. You've almost got you know, Chad is not the top of that tier one. He's probably the top of the tier two solely because he has proven he can win a premiership. He can handle big moments alongside Tom Dearden. Like I just. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, and people aren't happy with that house ring. People aren't too keen on it. People are scratching heads, but far you got a premiership winner and one of the next big sevens coming through. People still aren't impressed like... You understand there are not many of these premiership winning halfbacks around. There are not many of guys that have achieved what they need to. Here's Mitchell Pearce up in Newcastle. He's a premiership winning halfback. He's he's the leader up there. And 
I'm sorry, in big moments, has Pierce stood up and, and delivered either? I mean, this is one of the four or five guys that's won a premiership. I know he's injured at the moment, but far out, it is it is tough going. Mitchell Pierce spent 10 years in, you know, probably the second, if not the best, system in rugby league as a halfback. He played alongside so many champion guys, was coached by some of the very best to do it. Still, Pierce at age 30 or so, I'm sorry, do you trust him going into a final series that he's going to deliver for you? Trust Mitch Moses. Mitch Moses isn't 23 anymore. He's 27, 28, yeah? He's coming into the absolute peak of his career, and he's been playing unbelievable football the last few weeks. You all know how much I've praised him, but, I mean, do do you trust him? You're playing finals footy this week, and Mitch Moses is your seven. Are you confident you're going to lift a trophy in four weeks' time? I don't know. Maybe I'm too harsh on all these sort of guys. I don't know, but it just feels like right now there is a gaping hole between the sevens you want and the rest of them. And the sevens you want, a lot of these guys haven't won a premiership in a number of years. A lot of these guys, it is very dependent on who's in the team around them. I mean, I think there's a lot of worries at the moment in rugby league. I think it's one of those things that we just put our head in the sound. But, gee whiz, it worries me the lack of sevens. It worries me the lack of experienced sevens that have won premierships, that have proven on the big stages they can overcome obstacles and they can be trusted in the big games. On top of all that, just for a bit of context, I thought I'd go back 15 years ago. Yeah, so, you know, we're talking about a decade and a half. So this is sort of before all of the careers right now had started. A lot of the ones, you know, are sort of coming to an end at this stage. But at the start of the 2006 season, this is how it looked. Yeah, this is the class of halfbacks that we had running around then. And I'll tell you right now, you could put a lot of these guys into today's class. And for me, they're still a top five or six. Yeah, let's start with Scott Prince. Now, Scott Prince was the West Tigers halfback the year before that. Uh, he'd won the premiership. He'd been to a number of clubs. He'd bounced around a number of systems. He'd had a apprenticeship at the Brisbane Broncos under some of the best there in one of the best systems. Went to the Had some time at the Cowboys. Number of injuries arrived at the Tigers under Tim Sheens, another brilliant coach. Won a premiership that year. Now, Benji was his 5'8 in that game. You will remember 2005. Scott Prince, this was his team, yeah? Clive Churchill medalist, an unbelievable player that season. A proven guy that showed on the big stages he can handle it. He went and played Origin during that time. He did really well against a really red-hot New South Wales team as well. So, Scott Prince, one halfback that I know can handle the big stages straight away. Next man on my list, Brett Kamali. This is a guy that had already won a grand final in 1999, winning a Clive Churchill medal. He'd won a Dalian medal, I believe, as well. He'd already gone and played for the Kangaroos. He'd done everything in our game, Brett Kamali. Still running around for the Sharks at this point. An incredible footballer once again, a guy that, you know, everyone wants to bag or, or whatever. This guy moved Andrew Johns out of halfback and made Joey played hooker. Kangaroos, yeah. Brett Kamali was a first-class seven, and out of the guys right now, he would walk straight into the top three for me. Let's have a look at Craig Gower. Now, this is 2006, two years earlier. He'd won the premiership with the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, an unbelievable season. He'd already played for the Kangaroos. He'd played Origin. He's proven on the biggest stages constantly that he can produce. He took his team to the finals on a number of occasions during the mid-2000s in a team that overachieved beyond belief off the back of Craig Gower and his leadership. The next man, Andrew Johns. I don't think I need to say any more there. Probably the greatest halfback we've ever seen. Playing for the Newcastle Knights, this was his last season, but this is a guy that had won two premierships already and was constantly at the top of the Dalliums, was constantly at the top of their game. You know, this guy would walk straight in 
to this era right now and be number one by a country mile, and it wouldn't be close. The next man, Brent Sherwin. 2004, won a premiership there. An incredible performance from, from Brent Sherwin that season. He was unbelievable in that grand, grand final, set up a couple of tries. We had him on the podcast earlier in the year. Uh, he was unreal. One of the best kicking games in our game. And, you know, right now, if Brent Sherwin was playing in 2021, for me, I, I think he would shit into an origin jersey, to be honest with you. His kicking a, a game and everything was unreal. He always had a good forward pack in front of him, no doubt about it. But Brent Sherwin, an extremely talented halfback. Now, those are just the guys that have won premierships that were playing in 06. There's one, two, three, four, five of them. Now, let me throw some other names here that hadn't won premierships yet, but would go on to. Uh, one of them, Stacey Jones. He, he didn't go on to win a premiership, of course, but he played in 02. Um, for me, this guy was right alongside Andrew Johns during the entire 2000s. He was unreal. Uh, Benji potentially has overtaken him now as the greatest Kiwi I've ever seen. But Stacey Jones, I think it's very underappreciated just how, go- how good this guy was. If you put him into the modern game right now, I'm sorry, he's also a top three halfback in our game, without a doubt, a pure seven. Another guy, Matty Orford. Now, Matty Orford, in a couple of years' time, he would win the grand final, he would win the Dalian medal, a brilliant halfback, yeah? He went to a number of clubs, he went to Melbourne, he played at Manly, finished his career at Canberra, that wasn't overly pretty, but what he did at the Melbourne Storm was fantastic. Then what he did at Manly was unbelievable. This is another guy. If he walks into the game right now in 2021, absolutely shits on the rest of them, in my opinion. Brett Finch, another guy we've had on this podcast, played in the 03 and 04 grand final after coming up from Canberra, would go on to win a premiership with, with Melbourne in, in five or six years' time. But this is a guy that has shown on the big stages he can deliver again. He played great in those two grand finals, kicked a field goal, guided the Roosters through those two final series um, had Brad Fittler next to him no doubt about it definitely helped his cause but he led that team around people forget this about that Roosters side that Brad Fittler he sort of took a backward step it was Finchie that was directing this team about as much shit as Finchie Cobbs my god right now he would walk in and he would be right up there with these halves getting around at the moment another guy he's a current coach Trent Barrett like this guy was brilliant he, he, he was a 5'8 but Played very similarly to a halfback. Did a lot of the extra work that a seven normally does. Didn't win a premiership. Probably should have with the teams he had around him all the time. But Trent Barrett's another guy that I think if you put him in to this current bunch right now, he'd be right at the top. You've also got a guy like Darren Lockyer. Now, of course, he didn't play halfback, but he was the main voice. He was the leader in this side. If you would have put him at seven, I guarantee you he shits in over a lot of the guys that are playing now as well. And look... What I'm trying to point out here is 15 years ago, 2006, these guys, they were playing eyes up footy, yeah? They knew how to play natural rugby league. I believe that a lot of the halves now, you're seeing it get coached out of them. And all of a sudden, the game has gone from this structured game of chess that the Melbourne Storm have made it for the last 20 years and the Copycat League has done what the Copycat League does, Copycat. And all of a sudden, it's gone back to open freestyle sort of footy. And now you're starting to see these guys like Jerome Luai, these guys like Cleary, these guys like Cody Walker, Munster, these natural footballers are starting to step up. But you're really lacking a top-shelf number seven in a lot of these teams that is extremely structured. You have a look at the teams that are, you know, the premiership favourites right now, no shock. Penrith Panthers with Nathan Cleary, who's a really structured seven. He's got a lot of... X-Factor, he's got a lot of ceiling playing, but he is a really structured seven. And during the regular season, he's shown us that he can overcome just about any obstacle. He's just got to take that final step come finals. The other premiership favourite, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Guess who their halfback is? Adam Reynolds. 
These are the two guys that would really compete back into this group of, of the rest of the fellas from 06. You've got Luke Keery as well. I, I'd put him at the top of that list too that I spoke about earlier. He's just injured at the moment. For me, it shows that we're, we're missing a link with our halves right now. Yeah, there is, there's a bit of a generational gap where they've been taught structure, structure, structure. The game's got faster. It's becoming more eyes up than it has been since the 90s and the mid-2000s. And all of a sudden, you're seeing the style of football that was so relevant in the mid-2000s is coming back. But you still need your quality sevens. You still need your good sevens to direct you around the park to get you in the right spots of the field to get these natural footballers good ball when they need it. This is what Nathan Cleary does well. This is what Adam Reynolds does well. This is what I like about George Williams as well. He gives the ball to the right people at the right time. I really do think it's a problem we've got in rugby league now, and I think it starts back at the grassroots. I'm seeing it in my team each and every week. The halves... They struggle to play eyes up footy. They don't understand what they're doing on the two plays before that that opens up opportunities on the third and fourth to look up and go at go at tired bodies. It's all about block for block for block to get the winger with a slight advantage. And personally, I think it's a little bit backwards. And you're starting to see now Melbourne Storm, as I said, it's always, it's always been a copycat league. Yeah, the Melbourne Storm, they've got a running nine, they've got a running seven, they've got a running six, yeah. They've got Pappenhausen who pushes up through the middle on every single play. Teams are going to catch up, but it's going to take a little while. And right now, if you're a young halfback coming through the junior systems and you can actually ball play, you understand numbers, wow, you are sitting in a good position looking forward into the future because this game is going to get faster and it's going to get easier for a guy like yourself that knows how to naturally ball play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 